0: Welcome to On The Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On The Page. Today is a bonus episode. And what it really is, I should say, is sort of a follow-up to the last episode we did, which was the logline contest. So this is logline contest part two, if you will, um, where I think it's only fair that instead of saying to the 34 people who didn't get their log line read on the show. Um, and instead of saying, Hey, you know, get in touch with me and I'll I'll give you some feedback is why don't I just record a podcast with the 34 people who didn't get read, who were in the pass category, and I will read their log lines and I will give some feedback on them. We do not have a deep for this part of it. I know some of you are heartbroken about that. All you have is little old me, but we are going to get right to it. And I, like I said, I I think that it's only fair that that you get feedback too. Um, Remember, um, just doing a little recap, with the log line episode, I had I had divided everything into consider, recommend, and pass. So the consider people had um, ideas that were working or execution that was working, but um, got into the consider category rather than recommend because one of those things still needed improvement. Recommend meant, yeah, the execution is working, the idea is working, and it just really depended on who was our favorite. Pass often means that there might be something a little bit going on with the execution that really just gets too much in the way of your good idea, or it's well executed, but the idea itself might be slightly lacking in originality, and we're trying to... Very hard right now to get original projects out there. So anyway, I'm going to give some uh, some feedback. Oh, and just to let you know, there were some on this list that I really wanted to be on the consider list, but I actually had to cut off really for time. Um, so I will let you know who those are as we go along as well. Okay, here we go. All right, are you excited? Are you nervous? I am too. We're going to start with. The, the young gentleman who is a junior in high school whose name I had lost before, but I found it. And it is Will Canny. Hey, Will, he is a junior in LA in high school. And I'm just so pleased whenever somebody from high school is listening to this podcast. Um, so Will is going to get a book regardless because he's starting out real early. So there you go, Will. Let's make sure that I get your address so I can send that to you. Will wrote, after robbing a bank in order to live the good life, two newlyweds go on the run to Canada to escape the law. So again, after robbing a bank in order to live the good life, two newlyweds go on the run to Canada to escape the law. So, well, the reason that I put this in the past category was really because I think think if you all boils down to it, you've got two criminals that are on the run. So why should we be behind them? Now, if they robbed a bank in order to do something that had higher stakes, does it need to save somebody or something? I think that we'd be more on their side for them running off to Canada. Um, or maybe they robbed a bank to live the good life and go to Canada and find themselves embroiled in what? Maybe something that makes the idea bigger but right now it's just about two crazy kids who do a bad thing and go on the run so uh, it was lacking that that thing where I go oh that's a special movie okay so log line wise you're doing well let's let's find that hook I bet it's in there and it just hasn't come through in the log line we're going to move on to Rob Schwab he's from Cleveland Heights Ohio hey Rob he wrote, in a provincial river town in China, an aging, lovelorn dancer pins all her hopes on a dubious marriage proposal from a dallying American tourist, then, after she arrives in the U.S., must face up to her betrayal. So, first of all, when for anybody writes, then it's it feels kind of like, okay, is this a log line or is this a um, brief synopsis? But regardless of that... um. Let's see. Uh, Rob himself actually came up with something and ran it by me, which is in a modernist M- Madama Butterfly, a former dancer aged out of work or marriage prospects in a traditional Chinese town escapes hardship by accepting a proposal from an American tourist, but must first but must face up to worse troubles when she arrives at his home in contemporary New York. Okay, to me, this was definitely getting closer, because what I'm seeing now is we've got this woman who sort of bites off more than she can chew. And we're getting a sense that she escaped from one hardship, but finds herself in another. So I suggested maybe uh, a little bit uh, Tearing down and instead of contemporary New York, maybe there's another adjective for the kind of New York she finds herself in. But keeping contemporary right now, the, the change would be a former dancer aged out of work or marriage prospects in a traditional Chinese town escapes hardship by accepting a proposal from an American tourist only to face up to worse troubles when she arrives at his home in contemporary New York. And again, maybe not contemporary, maybe there's another word for it, but you you know what that is, Rob. So we went from just this woman who, and it's a little bit general, she arrives in the U.S. and must face up to her betrayal, betrayal of what? To something a little more specific. She uh, marries into something to escape a certain hardship, only to find herself now dealing with um, more hardship in a contemporary New York. Okay, thank you, Rob. We are moving on to Paul Rose Jr. Um, And this is a feature and Paul Rose lives in Los Angeles. When her career is threatened, an aging TV news anchor takes advantage of the police investigation led by her ex-husband into a series of brutal murders, unaware that the trail of bodies leads back to her. Now, this is an example of an excellently written Excellently. It's a a very well written (laughs) log line, poorly told by me, Um, and would have ended up on the consider list if I had more time, for sure. Paul Rose. Um, I took it off the consider list when I had to shave down the numbers because really. I've seen these kind of characters so many times, Um, even some of these plot points. And again, I'm looking for originality. So aging TV news anchor, police investigation, brutal murders, even unaware that the trail of bodies leads back to her. These are plot points and characters I've read in, in many forms. Now, I know, Paul, that you're a really good writer and that you're executing this in a way that, that pops. But again, for rewarding people on the logline list for their well-written loglines and originality of story and characters, that's where it fell just a little bit short. Now, remember, I say these things and the execution of something, even if we think we've seen it before, the execution is what it's all about. All right. So log line be damned. If you wrote it really well, none of this matters. Okay. I am moving on to Thomas O'Brien from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I'm going to get a tissue. I am actually videotaping this for the 34 people and I'm going to send it to them. uh, But I do apologize. Sometimes behind the scenes, what you'll see is and I get a tissue. Hold on. Okay, I got the tissue. Here we go. You get, get to watch me wipe my nose. Oh, my God. It's just so much uh, behind-the-scenes magic. All right, moving on to Thomas O'Brien, Virginia Beach, Virginia. This is a one-hour TV series. He writes, A World War II veteran with PTSD, psychic powers, and secret notes of Nikola Tesla is endangered after he joins the Philadelphia Experiment. So Thomas, the reason I passed on this one was, is endangered, okay, is a little bit generic, I mean, in terms of, or a little too broad, I should say, what do you mean by is endangered? Um, uh, after he joins the Philadelphia experiment, you're going to have to be more specific about what kind of experiment it is. So just as you wouldn't Just uh, name the World War II veteran. You described him as World War II veteran. I want you to describe the Philadelphia experiment rather than just naming it and then forcing people who don't know about it to go look it up on Google. Um, So endangered, be more specific. Philadelphia experiment, be more specific. Okay. All right. Going to Butterfly Cherry from Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Butterfly. She has a feature. Following the death of her parents, a young girl runs away to escape a custody battle among family and friends. Wrong. Sorry. I'm going to rewrite that. I'm going to re uh, read that. Sorry. Following the death of her parents, a young girl runs away to escape a custody battle among family and finds solace and adventure with an eccentric homeless woman who insists there is a lost treasure in the city. So, Butterfly, this was this was really really close. Um, it it uh, I think the reason that it fell off of the consider list after being on the consider list was and finds solace and adventure with an eccentric ho- homeless woman who insists there is a lost treasure in the city. It almost tells you what. It's what the ending is going to be on an emotional level, whereas I would have liked to have seen you sort of dig into looking for the lost treasure in the city. Maybe something like following the death of her parents, a young girl runs away to escape a custody battle among family um, and uh, uh, joins a homeless woman in her search for a lost treasure in the city. Okay, so again, we know what the movie is about, not where it just lands emotionally. Okay, moving on to Jocelyn Bateson from Brisbane, Australia. Hello, Jocelyn. This is a half-hour comedy. A cocky travel writer accepts an absurd... Absurd assignment from her eccentric publisher to research a book on 50 parallel universes to visit before you die, and now must step up and lead her team back home after they find themselves trapped in an alternate reality. So, uh, I really love the idea of this. It's a little wordy, as you can tell. Um, I'm wondering if maybe instead of Naming the book 50 Parallel Universes to Visit Before You Die, there might be a way to describe it so that we understand that this cocky travel writer who researches this kind of book now finds herself trapped in an alternative reality just like that book would come through a little bit more. But right now it's a little overwritten. Okay, and we're going to move on to Himson Chan from LA, and this is a feature film. Set in the 1980s, Las Vegas's first female magician is forced to use her act to traffic drugs for the mafia. And when her child is murdered in a deal gone wrong, she unleashes her final trick, an immortal demon bloodthirsty for revenge. Whoa. So uh, as you can tell, it is a lot. And that was exactly the problem here. Even Himson recognized this himself. He wrote me and said... um, Let's see, what did he say? I, when he heard it read, the moment I sent it, I knew it was a bit too clunky and too much unnecessary info. So yeah, it's a lot. They're all great ideas, but I was having a hard time figuring out sort of which is the specific hook of this feature. Now he also wrote, I'm pivoting and changing up the concept from an action thriller feature into a one hour, maybe even a half hour dramedy TV series. So he sent a new log line. And that new logline for the TV series is a street hustling single mom must navigate the sexist and racist world of 1980s Las Vegas to achieve her goal of being a headlining magician. Now, I just love this. I love how clean it is. I love how it, it, it really suggests a series to me. I can see all the possible adventures in it, street hustling single mom, sexist, racist world of 1980s Las Vegas, goal of being a headlining magician. Can you see the series? There is a lot there and it's just so simple. Now, he also asked, um, what about the mafia element? How do I get that in there? And to me, that sounds like maybe it's something that would be in a pilot episode, Okay, so so you've got your serious log line, which I just read, and then a pilot log line, which would talk about this aspiring magician who finds herself getting involved in uh, a mafia scheme, which she takes on in order to achieve her goal of becoming a headlining magician. So that might go into the pilot log line about the mafia But for the series, all we're going to know is this kind of woman in this kind of world goes for this kind of a goal. And it's really going to work. Thank you so much, Himson. Okay, we are moving on to Alnur Amlani from Nairobi, Kenya. Hi, Alnur. Alnur has taken a a couple of classes. um, And he writes, and this is for a feature acclaimed black American fashion photographer Eddie Smith is coming to Africa for the first time to find the next big supermodel. But he doesn't know that instead he's going on a road trip across the motherland filled with magic friendship, music, and the true colors of love. So it's I, I kind of like the the way it's phrased. again, maybe if if I wasn't being such a purist about a log line, I could see this like, Being described uh, for Netflix um, for those little synopses that you see at the bottom. But right now, just for the log line, it's a little bit clunky to me. Um, Maybe we don't have to name him Eddie Smith. Okay. So you can say an acclaimed Black American fashion photographer. Okay. Um, Also, maybe we don't need Black American. Maybe he's just an acclaimed fashion photographer. Okay. Um, uh, Acclaimed fashion photographer. Okay. And of course, we'll find out he's black American when we read the script or see the movie. Um, Acclaimed fashion photographer um, uh, comes to Africa to find the next big supermodel, but ends up on a road trip across the motherland filled with magic, friendship, music, and the true colors of love. Okay. So what we've gotten rid of is his name, Um, the semicolon, but he doesn't know that. Okay. So again, we've got an acclaimed fashion photographer comes to America to find the next big supermodel only to end up on a road trip across the motherland filled with magic, friendship, music, and the true colors of love. Moving on to Ahmed Kamil. He's originally from Sahara Desert, now living in Vancouver, Washington. His feature is, after losing all his camels to drought, a nomad turns to the uncertain business of gold prospecting, only to discover modern border restrictions, where you can't do anything without a piece of paper and an organized band of bandits. Now, this is one that I wish I had kept on the consider list. And I had to send Ahmed a mea culpa on this one because the more I read it, the more I like it. I think the reason that, and it was on the consider list, and the reason that it got chucked off was for a second there, it felt a little red tape-like where you can't do anything without a piece of paper. And I wondered if maybe it was a little too small in the moment. So, um, So for that reason, um, I did take it off, um, but I, I, do, I do think that it's, uh, it really is very good. And um, if I had, dr- had my druthers, I'd probably put it back on there. Okay. So after losing all his camels to drought, a nomad turns to the uncertain business of gold prospecting only to discover modern border restrictions where you can't do anything without a piece of paper and an organized band of bandits. All right, I'm moving on to Nick Baker. He's from St. Paul, Minnesota, and this is a one-hour drama series. In a world with growing inequality, the wealthy are able to transfer their darkest memories to other people and frame them for crimes they didn't commit. But one such memory forces a desperate couple to seek justice on their own. So I think it's the but again, I, you know, but one such memory forces a desperate couple to seek justice on their own. Also, this is a one hour drama series. So um, it, it feels very feature like with this one memory where they're forced to, to seek justice. Plus, there's a lot about the world. So it kind of it, it kind of goes from the world to this one very feature like goal. And it does it in with a transition of but we've got this other part of it. So it, it just both things weren't feeling one hour drama enough for me, or well executed enough for me with a log line. But I really think there's something Nick there, Nick. And I love um, the fact that in a world with growing inequality, the wealthy are able to transfer their darkest memories to other people and frame them for crimes they didn't commit. That's really cool. I'm just wondering, maybe we just cut it off there. Maybe that would be it. That would be great for a one-hour drama series. Cut it off there. That says what this series is going to be about. And in the pilot, you can focus on one of these memories forcing a desperate couple to seek justice justice on their own okay so moving on to danielle mulligan from san jose california based on a true story during world war ii two teenage sisters join the dutch resistance movement and become nazi assassins so danielle um you didn't specify if this was feature or tv if this is tv We've got two teenage sisters who join the Dutch resistance movement and become Nazi assassins. Perhaps it's a TV show that follows that path over the course of um, 10 episodes. Maybe it's a limited series, okay? Because it all suggests that it's about becoming Nazi assassins, okay? But if that's not what it is, all right, then maybe you want to start with after two teenage sisters join the Dutch resistance and become Nazi assassins, they, and then if it's a TV series, you list all of the different things that they might have to do. Okay. Um, If it is a feature, um, then give me an even more specific goal. So jump into them having joined rather than making it sound like the whole adventure is about becoming this Nazi assassin. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. And also, I don't think that they're Nazi assassins. I think they assassinate Nazis. So that's probably uh, something you want to clear up. Okay. Lisa Gibson from Eureka, California. This is, she says, this is an animated movie and could be a TV show. Alex in Woodload is the story of a rescued squirrel that has been released in a new location where he feels really small and very alone in a great big world. Okay, so first of all, you got to decide, Lisa, is this a movie or is this a TV show? Okay, Um, because uh, a movie is going to have a more specific goal. A TV show could be about this rescued squirrel who feels very small and very alone in a great big world. And we see his adventures every every week. Um, but uh, right now it's, it's neither one. And you waste some time in the log line with Alex and Woodload is the story of. Well, a log line Im- implies that, okay? So you would start with a rescued squirrel who has been released in a new location where he feels very small and alone in a great big world has to do something. So if it's a feature, it would be a specific goal. If it's a TV show, it would be listing the kinds of things he's going to have to do to fit in, survive, make friends, etc. All right, I'm moving on to Todd Curtis from Media, Pennsylvania. And this is a feature film. Wanting to see if anything comes after this life, a frustrated young woman has her efforts to end her own existence, thwarted by the likes of her enthusiastic mother, pro-wrestling sister, a reluctant angel, and other bothersome creatures. So you've got really good descriptions of the other characters, okay? And frustrated young woman, very good description as well, but the, the adventure of it, has her efforts to end her own existence thwarted, okay? To me, I would have rather seen more specificity in the way that they're going to thwart her suicidal impulses rather than all these descriptions of the characters. It's still, even though you're specific about the characters, feeling really general in the adventure of it. So I'm sorry to be so picky, but that's what this logline contest is all about. Okay, I am moving on to Daniel Augustin from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and this is for a one-hour show. A broke scam artist and his self-respecting girlfriend's car gets repossessed, forcing the two to attempt and retrieve the car and the money on foot. Okay, so... The reason that I passed on this was because it feels more like a a first act. Okay, Um, we've got this broke scam artist. We've got this his girlfriend. The car gets repossessed and forces the two to attempt and retrieve the car and the money on foot. Okay, so it sounds like the beginning of maybe the pilot story. I'm not sure. So sometimes you just want to jump in. Um, or just change the on foot to a different kind of verb. So something like after a broke scam artist and his self-respecting girlfriend's car gets re- repossessed, they attempt to retrieve it by blank. Okay. Now, even that would still be the pilot log line for this show. It still doesn't suggest what the series is about. Okay. So I am moving on to Rivka Hildebrand from Tel Aviv, Israel, and Rivka wrote, um, well, she kind of figured out what her problem was when she listened to the podcast, but I'll, I'll read what the original was. Dissatisfied sensual woman and fulfilled yet repressed man set out on a self-acceptance journey through liberating sexual experiences. So that was the, the feature film logline. But Rivka wrote me and she said, Listening to other entries gave me a different perspective. My logline felt quite generic. I don't know if it was generic so much as general, but yes, it, it needed more. So she came up with an alternative version and she wrote... In an attempt to overcome the loneliness and frustrations brought by the 2020 pandemic, a dissatisfied, though sensual woman and a fulfilled yet repressed man surrender themselves to their deepest feelings and desires as they engage in BDSM experiences in a soul-searching, at times heartbreaking journey into liberation and self-acceptance. So yes, this is much more specific. (laughs) Um, um, I... It went from being maybe too general and too short to maybe being a little too specific and a little too long. So I did a little editing on that one. So here to me might be the sweet spot. In an attempt to overcome the loneliness and frustrations brought by the 2020 pandemic, a dissatisfied woman and a repressed man engage in BDSM experiences in a soul-searching, heartbreaking journey into liberation and self-acceptance. So Rivka, great job doing some revisions. And all I did was take some of those revisions and kind of uh, um, shave it down a little bit. Um Good job. And I'm saying nothing else. All right. Moving on to Gary Jones from Greenville, South Carolina. And I'm not sure if this is for feature or TV. A brother and sister must work together to protect their city from the evils that plague it. And that's it. So you guys can probably hear that it does sound a little bit generic. It sounds like not generic. I should stop using the word generic. Generic is like when we've seen the same elements over and over again. General, a little bit um, uh, lacking in a hook. A brother and sister must work together to protect their city from the evils that plague it. Okay, what kind of brother and sister? What happened to the city? What are the evils that plague it? We really have to know these things. I sense that it's probably a TV show because it sounds like there are many things that they're gonna have to do to prevent... Uh, you know, a certain kind of evil. um, But that's just me assuming. Okay. So Gary, give me more. Okay, moving on to Rebecca Burnett. She is originally from London, but now living in Adelaide, Australia. This is a short film. An ambitious entrepreneur reluctantly attempts group therapy to deal with her panic attacks, but soon their worst fears and reality become increasingly blurred. Now, Rebecca wrote me, okay, and said, um, uh, I wasn't sure if I should mention there is a supernatural entity that destroys the life of everyone in therapy. And yes, it was a little too general. And I could have really used that because I think that when, you know, fears and reality become increasingly blurred, does sort of leave too much to the imagination. So um, perhaps Rebecca, an ambitious entrepreneur reluctantly attends group therapy to deal with her panic attacks, only to see her worst fears realized when blank. Okay, and now you can be specific about that supernatural entity. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Okay, the next person is Jeff Zampino from Las Vegas, Nevada, and this is a feature. Jeff, I think, is finding himself on this pass list for the first time. Jeff always does really well in this contest. But you know, Jeff, every year you got to prove yourself all over again. So he wrote, after Las Vegas loses its twin city in a bizarre scandal, a desperate bureaucrat Allies with an unruly Swiss lumberjack and the Princess of Liechtenstein to redeem Sin City's reputation before it spirals into a tourism wasteland. Now, Jeff, as usual, you are a king of describing things. Unruly Swiss lumberjack, Princess of Liechtenstein, you know, desperate bureaucratic allies. Okay, all right but put it all together. And to me, it was a bit of a hot mess. I could not figure out this story, no matter how many times I read it over. So I'm just saying, maybe you take off a necklace here. I think there's just maybe too many accessories on this particular feature, okay? Now, that may be in the feature itself, and it might be something to look at in the feature. Is the feature a little too busy? Um or is it just coming through as a little overly complicated in, in the logline? Okay, Jeff. Sorry. Tough love. All right. I'm moving on to Eric Walker from Safford, Arizona. And this is a TV series. A disabled army veteran wounded by a suicide bomber must try to adjust to life back home, his survivor's guilt, and the newfound power he possesses. Okay, So... TV series, disabled army veteran wounded by a suicide bomber must try to adjust to life back home, his survivor's guilt, and the newfound power he possesses. Now, Eric, you know, I really like this and it was on the consider, but what kept bugging me was newfound power he possesses. And I thought, wait a minute, is that what the series is about? What is this power? Like, for example, is it a superpower? If so... You have to be specific about it. You're actually not telling it what the TV series is. Um, or is that add-on and the newfound power he possesses something that shouldn't be there at all? So that's what made it go off the consider list after being on it. I feel like there's something there that you wanted as your hook or it's complicating what already is what the series is about, which is this disabled army veteran wounded by a suicide bomber who must try to adjust to life back home and his survivor's guilt. So only you know, Eric, what the answer is to that question. Okay, moving on to Will Roeder, who is a Canadian living in Australia and was trying to trick me into doing an Australian accent, but we don't do that anymore, Will. So there. So anyway, uh, this is a feature film. To take down an anti-tech terrorist, a terminally ill space trucker teams up with an Interpol agent who has never left Earth before. And unfortunately, all three of these idiots fall in love with each other. So you can see where that add-on was that actually took this off the consider list and into the past list, okay? And unfortunately, all three of these idiots fall in love with each other. It feels a little tacked on. It feels a little bit, glib and I think you you had me um but I think maybe you're trying to add a, a comic element to it so you might need to use more comic adjectives instead with what you have rather than sort of this this addendum and and unfortunately all three of these idiots fall in love with each other okay so um There may be an adjective you could throw into this. To take down an anti-tech terrorist, a terminally ill space trucker teams up with an Interpol agent who has never left Earth before. Somewhere in there, you got to find the funny rather than tacking on, oh, yeah, and they all fall in love with each other. Okay. Moving on to... This is... Natalie Gilday from West Vancouver, B.C. And I'm not sure if this is feature TV. Struggling Mama Jinger seeks an understanding of the cycle of anger passed down to her from her own mother. Forgiveness and acceptance of the messiness of life births a newfound joy for Jinger's daughter to inherit. Okay, just saying it out loud, Natalie, you can probably hear how clunky it feels. Okay. So first of all, let's get rid of all the names in it. Okay. Um, a struggling a struggling mama instead of struggling mama Jinger. Okay. Um, seeks an understanding of the cycle of anger passed down to her from her own mother. That's working for, for me. But then you add forgiveness and acceptance of the messiness of life. Let's get rid of that. Okay. And then you added births, a newfound joy for Jinger's daughter to inherit. Again, that sounds like the end of it. So I think there's something in her seeking an understanding of the cycle of anger passed down to her from her own mother when she does something. Okay. Tell us what the adventure is that will eventually get her to that understanding. Don't leap to the fact that there's, you know, she, she forgave and there's acceptance. Okay. It is, it is implied in the journey. All right, we are moving on to Nage Gibson Thompson from Atlanta, Georgia, and this is a TV show. Ripped apart by the Vietnam War, the estranged family of a resistance general collides after receiving news that their father only has months to live. So, ripped apart by the Vietnam War, the estranged family of a resistance general collides after receiving news that their father only has months to live. And this is a TV show. So I wasn't sure what the adventure of this is that's going to keep everything going. This might be the pilot logline. um, They receive receive this news and they're going to um, conflict over it, but I'm still not seeing like what is it that's going to drive this series, Okay, so it may be that you gave me a pilot logline, not a series log logline, and that's okay, but even that felt a little unclear-nage. So um, feel free to send me the series log logline, and we can figure it out. And that goes for, for everybody too, okay? If you have an improved logline that you want to send to me, you can do that. Absolutely. Okay, so this is from Chris Gervais, Charlotte, North Carolina. This is a feature film the only mortal in a world of invincible outlaws searches for her lost family after discovering she alone has the power to kill. And this is a feature, like I said, and I like this. Um, It went on the consider and it went off the consider Uh, again, really more for, for time. Um, I like the only mortal in a world of invincible outlaws. I liked her goal searches for her lost family And then after discovering she alone has the power to kill, I like that too. But there was something that was still, I needed a little bit more. Um, So, you know, maybe we we flip things around. After discovering she alone has the power to kill, the only mortal in a world of outlaws, of of invincible outlaws, searches for her lost family. And blank. The only mortal in a world of invincible outlaws. You know what? No, you know, I'm going to take this back. I like it. I like it. I get it now. Sometimes you have to read things over and over again. The only mortal in a world of invincible outlaws searches for her lost family after discovering she alone has the power to kill. So she's the only person who can kill anybody. Hmm. Chris, I like it. You're going to get a mea culpa for me on that one, too. I do like it. I'm not sure what the spicing up was that I needed, but I do get the conflict of it. She's the only one who has the power to kill. Sorry, this is just me and my brain here just going through it. I don't know. If anybody has a little little something extra on that one, let me know. But Chris, yeah, this is one I should have kept on the consider list. All right. Moving on to James Adkins from Gainesville, Florida, U.S. (laughs) Thanks, James. And this is a half hour cartoon show. A documentary team follows a young puppy named Apple as she strives to keep her animal shelter together while the county makes efforts to find the animal's homes. It was very sweet. Um, And I think my worry is that it it seems to fall to focus on the documentary team rather than on Apple. Now, if the approach in the script is doing sort of a documentary approach in this half hour cartoon show, I really like that, but I don't think that they belong in the log line because Apple is the lead in this. Okay. So a certain kind of young puppy strives to keep her animal shelter together while the County makes efforts to find the animals homes. Now, again, while the county makes efforts to find the animals' homes, implies that they're actually doing their job, okay? So maybe you want to throw in an obstacle instead as she strives to keep her animal shelter together despite or um, uh, even though or um, while dealing with, okay? But right now you have sort of one little piece of conflict Uh, sandwiched between two positive things. So it's hard to really understand sort of what the drive of the show is. But who doesn't love a young puppy named Apple? Okay, so we're moving on to Michael Toei from Vancouver, Canada. This is a feature. Recruited into the mysterious top-secret world of Area 51, an Air Force pilot uses a stolen Russian jet to attack North Korean nuclear facilities and risks igniting World War III while making sure the Russians take the fall. Okay, so, Michael, well-written logline, and I can see all the passion and effort behind it, and I bet it's a well-written script. I have read so many elements of this. This only got off the list because of reading a lot of things about the top secret world of Area 51, a lot of things with Air Force pilots and stolen Russian jets, Uh, add North Korean nuclear facilities, igniting World War III and making sure the Russians take the fall. All those elements I kind of read over and over again. But that doesn't mean that your script doesn't rock, okay? It just meant that it wasn't enough to make me go, oh, this is different, and put it on the Logline Podcast. Um, so I'm moving on to Gina Woodruff from Long Beach, California. Gina, this one came so close. It was a one-hour drama former police detective, paraplegic, and unfulfilled Mr. Mom becomes a civil rights attorney on a mission to free prisoners with unjust life sentences. So (laughs) I'm going to be so picky here. It was becomes. Okay. So is this a TV show about becoming the civil rights attorney? Okay. Is this a pilot in which, you know, something happens that triggers this police detective to become a civil rights attorney. Okay. It felt like you're sort of giving me a lot of descriptions of the police detective. Okay. Paraplegic unfulfilled, Mr. Mom, and then jumping to and becomes a civil rights attorney. Um, So I needed the trigger for that. So when this thing happens, a former police detective paraplegic and unfulfilled, Mr. Mom becomes, or, you know, um, studies law to become a civil rights attorney on a mission to free prisoners or uh, takes on a mission to free prisoners with unjust life sentences. But what is the thing that triggers it? I think that's important so that we understand it's not just one person who basically has a career change. Okay. So that is from Gina. Gina listens to the show all the time. Thank you so much, Gina. This is from Jeffrey Foreman from Las Vegas, Nevada. This is a feature script. On the verge of finally getting his big break, a desperate writer has to figure out why all his belongings have begun to vanish into thin air without losing his window of opportunity or his mind. Okay? So this is a feature script. A desperate writer has to figure out why all his belongings have begun to vanish into thin air. I sense this is the first act of that feature script. Okay, and you have loglined the first act well, but I don't know if it's the if it's the actual feature, Jeffrey, you might want to start with after uh, a desperate writer's belongings begin to vanish into thin air. He realizes blank and must do blank. I just feel like there's a bigger movie there that you're not loglining. Okay, and this is from Jennifer Paz. This is a half hour TV show. After mistakenly being booked as an opening act at a gentleman's club, a group of semi-retired middle-aged Broadway moms perform under the name Mama Bears. Upon discovering they can make lucrative secretive secret careers, and save up for a massive kitchen renovation. So Jennifer, Jennifer's working with me uh, privately right now. We've actually decided that this is not the logline for the show that she's going to do, but might be a fun logline for something um, that might be more of a short um, or an episode in the show that she's doing right now. Regardless, it, this logline needs to stop at a certain point. It was perfect until that point. So after mistakenly being booked as an opening act at a gentleman's club, a group of semi-retired, middle-aged Broadway's mom, Broadway moms perform under the name Mama Bears, B-A-R-E-S, period. So that's a great logline. What didn't need to be added was, upon discovering they can make lucrative secret careers and save up for a massive kitchen renovation. That's out. Okay. Moving on to Alan Jenkins from Cambridge, Massachusetts. This is a feature. When a diverse band of extremely quirky cosplayers is approached by a mysterious billionaire to tackle a secret mission, they must summon their inner strengths to defeat a real-life villain. So I love Alan's work. I've worked with him on several scripts. I happen to know how good he is. He's been a guest on the show. Um, but Alan, I'm pigging you um because even though you described everybody diverse band extremely quirky cosplayers mysterious billionaire secret mission it got a little general with they must summon their inner strengths i couldn't to me that is where the hook lies what is different about this movie than every other movie where I've seen these kind of characters before. And I have, even though you described them really well. So Summoning Inner Strengths felt a little like this might feel like every other superhero movie. And I know that it is not. So that is why I um, put you on the past list. Sorry, Ellen. All right, moving on to Christopher Gross from Port Elgin, Ontario. And this is a feature film. A reclusive daughter discovers the hidden journal of a missing boy from the 80s and finds herself in danger when the killers realize she knows who they are. Okay. So again, I just felt like it's it's a formula that I've seen before. Reclusive daughter discovering a hidden journal and finding herself in danger because killers realize she knows who they are. I think that there's more there. Okay, so I'm not sure what that is, Christopher, but I think it's more than just, um, you know, this journal and finding out what's in it. And now killers are after her. I think it might be what journey she goes on that's more interesting after she finds this hidden journal. What does she find in there and what does it incite her to do? Okay, does she now go off and and, uh, search out the missing boy. Does she try and solve this mystery? I think that's where uh, the better logline might be. So I'd be happy to hear a logline with that. You can send it to me. Okay, this is from David Wales from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this is a feature. In the 1580s, at the base of the Alps, a teen develops lips, tongue, and fingers of a rich hue of blue. And knowing that she will inevitably be persecuted as a witch, she uses her unusual appearance to instill fear in those who would kill her, including the boy she loves. Now, what's weird about this is, it's certainly specific, it's really interesting, but it almost sounds like maybe the beginning of a third act. So, you know, all this stuff has happened and now she here she is and she knows that, you know, she something happens with her with her uh face and now she's going to use that and sort of weaponize it and defeat the bad guys. Um or it could be a first act. I'm not sure. It's so specific and yet I'm not seeing the rest of the feature. Okay? Um So you could maybe not even have all these things about developing the lips, tongue, and fingers of a rich hue of blue. And maybe start off a little more general and then get into something really specific. Like, after her town wrongly accuses her of witchcraft and the boy she loves turns against her, a blank kind of teenager fights back by blank. Okay? Maybe there's a really big way that she's fighting back through the whole feature. I'm not sure. This next one is from Steven Schrabez from Studio City, California, by way of Providence, Rhode Island. And this is a feature. Stephen also has done really well in this log line and ended up on the past list. Here we go. Trying to avoid her unruly family on a blizzardy Christmas Eve, a dispirited marshal pursues a jolly pregnant fugitive who goes into labor while being hunted by a trio of hitmen. Okay, so I loved your description of, of things. Uh, blizzardy Christmas Eve, dispirited, marshal, jolly, pregnant, fugitive. But then you went into a scene, not the feature, who goes into labor while being hunted by a trio of hitmen. So I, I almost imagine that this is your third act. All right, but so you jump from the, the setup to the third act, I feel like there's a logline that better brings out what the movie is. And the movie tends to be the second act. So, Stephen, I put you on the past list, but you know what a a fan I am of your loglines in the past. Okay, we've got Matt Bailey from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He writes... Following a tragic accident, oh, and this is a feature, sorry. Following a tragic accident, a traumatized camp counselor must return to the campsite to safeguard a fearless young boy who has sworn to find his missing brother's body. Now, Matt wrote himself to me and got the whole thing all figured out. Okay. Um, so he said, if I had to guess, I think it probably falls into the two generic column. And rethinking it this morning, I think I oversimplified and sort of buried the lead. Would it be more interesting or intriguing if instead it were, and this is his rewrite, two years after a camper disappeared over a waterfall, a traumatized camp counselor's attempts to move on are thwarted when the ghost of the missing young boy invites him to come find the body. And my answer was yes. Perfect. Perfect. Let me read it again. Two years after a camper disappeared over a waterfall, a traumatized camp counselor's attempts to move on are thwarted when the ghost of the missing young boy invites him to come find the body. Thank you, Matt. I love it when you guys listen to the episode and make changes yourself, and they're perfect. Well done. I'm going to move on to Barb Bruyere or Brulette. Um, Barb, I think that I may actually have um, left you off of my thank yous at the end of the last show. So I'm really glad that you wrote me. Okay, so originally submitted, she wrote, um, an evasive musician is the unsuspecting target of danger and love when she is relentlessly hunted for a rare jewel hidden inside her cello during a gig at Oxford University. Now, she also revised it. When an evasive musician is relentlessly, relentlessly hunted for a secret hidden inside her cello during a gig at Oxford, her life is forced into chaos and further complicated when she meets the smug know-it-all assigned to protect her. That was the better logline, Barb. Why? Because the, the, um, the rare jewel that was hidden inside her cello, okay, is just the first act. But her life is forced into chaos and further complicated is more the second act. And then you're being even more specific when she meets the smug know-it-all assigned to protect her. To me, this is way more of a feature, okay? So thank you again, Barb, for doing your own work, revising it yourself. Also, thanks to all of you, um, all 34 of you who submitted log lines and they as you can tell they were really good um uh, so many of them i wish i could have kept on the consider list again it was it was a timing issue um but also, uh, I just appreciate the work that, that goes into doing this, and of course, to actually writing the scripts. Remember that writing the scripts is the most important thing, okay? A log logline contest is just a logline contest, but I do hope that some of the feedback has been useful, or even just hearing me kick around the loglines and try and, and figure it out, and sometimes even change my mind, so that's the world of development. Thank you again for listening to the show, everybody, in 2020 during this difficult year. I wish you all a much better year and a good writing week.